This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grosser Show. It's time now for the weekend weather. All right, let me get on my uh, weatherman voice here. Today's what, Saturday? Today, folks, partly cloudy early. There's going to be some thunderstorms developing this afternoon. A few of those storms might be a little bit on the severe side, so seek shelter, but don't seek shelter underneath a tree. That could be very, very dangerous there for you. High of 93 degrees. you got a chance of rain probably at about 60%. A little bit later on this evening, though, you're going to see those scattered thunderstorms start to dissipate, then clear out. It should be nice after midnight. Those storms should provide a little bit of cooling to the area because it has been a scorcher for the last few days. You're looking at a low of about 66 degrees overnight. This is the Dan Grosser Show. Weather on the ones right here on 98.7 ESPN. So that's what we're doing now. We're basically giving the people who pay the money for the weather update, the weekend weather update. Now we're giving them basically like free weather. Even though you could get the weather for free anytime you want simply by going to your local window. And people pay for this stuff. Anyway. Hey, it's hour number three. Dan Gross's show. 98.7 ESPN. 60 more minutes of some of the most outstanding things you have ever heard in your life right here on this radio station. Uh, Anita's coming up at noon. Don LaGreca. Good old Don LaGreca is going to join me in about a half hour around the 1130-ish time frame. Talk about the Mark Sasso Charity softball game, which happens later today uh, out in Hawthorne, New Jersey. And uh, continuing the weather theme, I would say weather permitting because the forecast is uh, kind of ominous, I would say. But we'll give it our best shot. So uh, we'll have pop Don up a little bit later on to talk about it. As always, you can get me on uh, Twitter or X, whatever they call it these days, at Dan Grasa, G-R-A-C-A. A couple of things that I have to tell you about, though. First and foremost... After more than 50 years of touring and consistently selling out arenas and stadiums worldwide, the Eagles announced that their upcoming The Long Goodbye will be the band's final tour. The band will stop at UBS Arena at Belmont Park this September the 20th. Tickets are on sale right now at UBSArena.com. Keep it locked into ESPN New York all weekend for your chance to score some tickets. Your next chance to win comes up in this hour. In this very hour, you believe that right here on 98.7 ESPN. So for full contest rules, go to ESPNNewYork.com. The Eagles' Greatest Hits album, their first one, Greatest Hits Volume 1, one of the highest-selling albums of all time. It's either like one, two, or three or something like that. For a while, it was Michael Jackson's Thriller and the Eagles' Greatest Hits Volume 1, which went like back and forth is like the biggest-selling album of all time. True story. True story. Uh, you can also, while you're at it, while you're listening for those Eagles tickets, Enter the ESPN New York no-hitter sweepstakes for your chance to win $25,000. Find the no-hitter tile on the ESPN New York app, pick a team, and submit your entry. Today's qualifier is Monica Dykeman from Groton, New York, who has chosen New York's American League team to throw a no-hitter today. Presented by MoheganSunCasino.com. For full contest rules, and I close the page, for full contest rules, go to ESPNNewYork.com. So we got all that stuff out of the way. And now you have everything you need to know. So congratulations to uh, Monica. We wish her luck in hopefully getting that no-hitter selection today. She has chosen the Yankee, and it'll be Clark Schmidt taking on the Baltimore Orioles. Um, All right, a couple of things. To keep the football conversation going, I want to get into the Giants here. But before we went to the break, Craig from Michigan called up about the backup quarterback situation with the Jets. I will say this. Number one, if your backup quarterback sees the field, 
that's a problem. You never want your backup quarterback to be on the field. And the Jets are so heavily invested in Aaron Rodgers this season anyway that if, God forbid, he were to miss any time, it would be almost damn near catastrophe for the Jets. The other thing is this, and I know that it's, I can't even say August. We're not even in August yet. So it's still only July, and we're only a couple of weeks into training camp. But I've been out there a few times. Zach Wilson's actually looked pretty good. You know, I don't know how much of that is year number three, having Aaron Rodgers there, picking his brain, Rodgers offering a helpful pointer here and there, maybe things slowing down for Wilson in his third year, like I said. And Robert Sala was asked about that when he was on with TMKS the other day, and, and, and I'm paraphrasing, but essentially what he said was, you know, Zach Wilson, they won five games with him last year. Right When he came back from his injury, they were rolling there for a little bit. So he's expressing confidence from an organization standpoint that if Zach has to play, they feel good with where he's at. Okay, I don't expect him to say anything different. I think everybody would agree, though, that you want Rodgers out there to play all 17 games. Uh, so I don't expect them to do anything drastic given the status quo about the backup quarterback position as there currently stands here uh, with the Jets. As far as the Giants are concerned, the Saquon saga ends, right? We talked about it earlier in the week. It is what it is. I give Saquon credit for going out there and saying all the right things, trying to explain this, that, you know, how he ended up at the decision to finally reluctantly accept that one-year deal. It's not going to be a distraction to the team. And you wouldn't expect anything different from Saquon. All right, he's a good guy, very, very well respected in that clubhouse. Everybody knows how important he is to the, or that locker room, I should say. Clubhouse is only a baseball term. Isn't that funny? In the locker room, very well respected, right? And it's all about winning. It's all about team with him. And he's not going to be the one that stands in the way of the Giants going out there and trying to capitalize on what they accomplished a year ago. But it's funny how not long after the Saquon situation is resolved, you wake up the next morning and you see – Giants sign Andrew Thomas to a blockbuster extension. And the comments regarding the Saquon situation, when we were out at the golf outing on Tuesday, when that was the big story, and we, and we told you then, if you're a Giants fan, and you could be, you can be a Giants fan and you can be a Saquon fan, and you could want good things to happen to Saquon Barkley, but if you're a fan of the team, which is what you are more than a player, because players come and go, but the organization is still going to remain the same. Giants have handled this thing beautifully. They stood their ground. They didn't overpay for a running back. They paid the quarterback. They paid the defensive lineman in Dexter Lawrence. Then they lock up the left tackle in Andrew Thomas. They address the marquee positions. Pretty soon, you know, Xavier McKinney might be the next guy to get paid. Right? They're checking the boxes where they need to be checked. And even though Saquon's a popular guy, sells a lot of jerseys, good in the locker room, well-liked, beloved by his teammates, the organization, the whole nine yards, they're not going to allocate unnecessary funds to a position which is not considered one of the marquee ones in the NFL anymore. It just isn't. I mentioned, by the way, Le'Veon Bell. And Le'Veon Bell, good, to, good for him that he's getting out there and, you know, doing his thing. Um... Le'Veon Bell was on a podcast with the Associated Press, or he did an interview with the Associated Press. And I mentioned that he took some shots at the Giants in the way that they handled 
the whole Saquon situation and the fact that they didn't want to pay him. And remember, Le'Veon has kind of been the guy now who's like the patron saint of running back contracts. Because he was a guy who ultimately staged a very public holdout from the Steelers in 2018 when they put the franchise tag on him. He said, hell no, I'm not signing it. Missed the whole year. Got paid by the Jets in 2019, but was a shell of the player he used to be. But he got his money. So now he's going out there and basically saying, you know what? Running backs should get paid. Don't make me be that outlier. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want running backs to necessarily follow my path, and I don't think any running back would necessarily because you saw what it did to Le'Veon Bell. But anyway, here is Le'Veon weighing in on how the Giants went about their business when it came to Saquon Barkley and a certain quarterback. Burrow, look, it's I, look, Daniel you're, Jones. You're, you're, you, you're like, you're doing your sports broadcasting thing, so you can't say it, but I will. Daniel Jones is not, he, he's in the bottom tier. He's in the bottom tier of NFL quarterback. He's in the bottom tier. He's not mediocre. They're average quarterbacks. He's in the bottom tier. And I'm not here trying to talk bad about Daniel Jones. I'm just trying to be real for everybody who's hearing it. He's in the bottom tier. Saquon is in the top tier of his position, his running back. But he's a running back. Right? I mean, he's a running back. That's it. You know, he could be the best kicker in the world. You're not going to get paid more than a guy who's a bottom-tier starting quarterback. It's just not going to happen. Right? It is what it is. I mean, look at it. Like, we've talked about the Dalvin Cook saga right now. Like, well, why is he unemployed still? Why is he still making all these rounds? Because, you know, what? he wants to get paid, he wants to maximize his value, but teams are not jumping over each other to sign running backs and to give out major, major dollars. They just aren't. But it doesn't mean that the Giants still can't have a good season or will have a good season. And it is also encouraging to hear, if you're a Giant fan, by the way, right, that a certain tight end by the name of Darren Waller who, make no mistake about it, should become Daniel Jones' favorite target. If they're not best friends already, they should become best friends. Because he's going to make things a hell of a lot easier on him. And if he could stay on the field, and it's a big if. Because that's the only thing that stood in the way from Darren Waller being a major, major, major consistent performer in this league is his availability. And he hasn't always been available. But the fact that they're already waxing poetic, his teammates, everybody alike about what he's doing on that field even though it's training camp, and I get it. You're not playing in opposition. You're not going out there full bore like it's a real game and nobody's trying to tackle you and all these other things. Bottom line, man, this guy is an athletic freak, and that's why the Giants went out and got him. And it may, it may look like a steal when it's all said and done, an absolute steal. Because remember, all the guaranteed money is gone, and if Darren Waller has himself a big season this year, and then the Giants are able to lock him up and keep him around for a few more years to continue to help out somebody like Daniel Jones, who they already have a huge investment in. Win-win for the Giants. I, I Look, I know they haven't played a game yet this year, but if you are a fan of the football Giants, you have to be thrilled at how your general manager has so far gone about his job in the last, what, year and a half since he's been on the job. Seriously. This is when you were going to find out what kind of guy you had with all the difficult decisions that they had to make this offseason, key personnel, 
getting guys locked up. How much should you pay them? Can you make everybody happy? Could you more importantly leave some left over to be able to round out the roster? I think right now on paper, things look pretty good. Things look pretty darn good. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. We'll get some giant calls up when we return. Grasso Show, 98.7 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. It's time now for MLB Round Trippers, driven... By our friends at Coach USA. Last night, there was one round tripper in the Yankee game. That was Anthony Santander. 18th of the season, walk-off fashion. O's one, Yanks nothing. Pete Alonzo with a couple long balls out at City Field. He's up to 30 on the season. Fourth time in his big league career that he has hit 30 or more home runs in a given season. As a matter of fact, he ties a franchise record with Mike Piazza for the most 30-plus home run seasons in franchise history. That is MLB Round Trippers, driven by Coach USA. Make your commute to the city easy on a Coach USA bus. For schedules and fares, go to CoachUSA.com or download the Coach USA app to buy, store, and scan your tickets. And as a matter of fact, Pete might have um, even eclipsed that record now as we sit here and talk because, remember, um, in 2020, they were only limited to a 60-game Fugazi season because of the COVID. And he ended up with 16 home runs that year. I mean, if they played an extra 100 games, I, there's a better than good chance that Pete would have found his way to 30, and then we'd be talking about a guy with 30 more home runs in all five seasons of his career. Not a bad way to start uh, if you are the Met first baseman, who will also look to get paid as he is going into his walk year in 2024. 800-919-3776. Talking a little Giants football Let's say hi to Chris and Beth Page. He is up next here on 9870 ESPN. Christopher, how are you? Dan, very good. Love your show. Really. Thank love, you, Chris. You know, your uh, perspective on things. Um, listen, I had a call because I heard Le'Veon Bell talk, and I'm a 60-year-old Giant fan, season ticket holder. Mm-hmm. I watch every game at least twice because I always watch it when I get home on the VCR. So I watch every play of every Giant game. The VCR. I'm are getting, you still, Chris, are you still rocking an actual VCR? You're right, DVR, I should say. Okay. I'm sorry. No, I'm no, no, I, was, I, I, I wasn't I, was even mad. I was actually impressed if you were still using the VCR. I still have two VCRs like that I scrapped away that are still in my house, so I will say that. That's how old I wow. am. Wow, nice. Yeah. Nice. But <laughs> That's very funny. Anyhow, the re- listen, 
the people that I'm tired of these people dumping on Daniel Jones. Now, I always say this. If you want to have a legitimate discussion about the guy, we will. I will bet any amount Le'Veon Bell is going mostly by hearsay. He doesn't watch Daniel Jones at all. And I will say this. If he did watch Daniel Jones, the second-to-last game we ever saw him play was against the Vikings in the playoffs. He would have saw the only player in NFL history during a playoff game mm-hmm. to rush for 70 yards, uh, throw for two touchdowns, throw for 300 yards. It's never happened in a playoff game by a quarterback. That was his first game as in a playoffs on the road, and that's what he did. And yet he's being labeled mediocre. And you know what I love? The fact that you know who knows best? The Giants, their organization. They know the best. Everybody ripped into them about the $40 million, whatever. They know what they have, the Giants. And by the way, ever since the new coach has got to town, the new regime, they totally believe in Daniel Jones. They didn't want to sign him the year before, which was right. That was a smart thing to do. They're like, let's give him a year and see what he's got, and then we'll sign him to a contract. Guess what that produced? A $40 million contract, okay? And I'm listen, I'm just saying that coaching makes all the difference, especially at the quarterback position. Look at Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes. I mean, Mahomes – would have been great anyway. Don't get me wrong. But just imagine him under uh, the previous, the, the Denver uh, coach, uh, the guy that uh, Peyton just ripped in. Just imagine Mahomes with that guy as opposed to like in the Andy Reid regime. And I'm just saying, coaching makes all the difference. And I'm, once again, I'm tired of people dumping on Daniel Jones. Let's see what he's got going forward, okay? And I will, I'll guarantee he's going to have a great year this year. No doubt. And he's well, definitely Chris, Chris, when you say – when you say, yeah. and I thank you for the phone call, let's see what he does this year. Yeah, that's the bottom line. Go out there and produce. And you know what? The Giants are paying him to produce. And not just paying him, they're paying him like one of the top quarterbacks in the sport to go out there and play at a high level. See, that's the thing that the Giants are going to have to receive this year. And not just this year, next year, year after that from the quarterback. You know, in the past, and even last year when they were successful, Daniel Jones had a good year last year, but he still wasn't somebody that we considered to be playing at an extremely high level at the quarterback position. Didn't throw for a hell of a lot of touchdown passes. Yes, you had some of that run-pass stuff mixed in, and you still churned out yards and found the end zone and all those things. That's all well and good. But it's different now. They relied heavily on Saquon Barkley last year, as you would expect. And not to say that they won't rely heavily on Saquon again this year, But the Giants are now paying Daniel Jones because they are essentially telling him, we believe in you. Okay? We liked what we saw last year. We believe that you're a good fit with this coaching staff. That they can maximize the football ability out of you. And that's why they gave him that contract. If they didn't think that Daniel Jones could make it work here, and if they didn't think that he could win a championship, they wouldn't have paid him. Now, look, don't you think that the Giants in that front office, the way we now know they go about doing their business and they took that hard-line stance with Saquon Barkley, that they wouldn't have done the same thing with the quarterback if they didn't believe in him and if they didn't see enough things last year that it could possibly be productive for them? You're darn right. But, see, I do think it's fair, though. And, look, I think that Daniel Jones, there's still upside. There's still room for improvement. There's still growth, all those things. But I do think it's a fair question. 
that we're allowed to debate how much of Daniel Jones 2022 was tied to the coaching staff and Brian Dayball and what they were able to bring out of him. I, I, I think that's a very, very fair question. And you know what? We may not even get our answer this year. Because we know that Dayball will be here this year. But is Brian Dayball going to be the coach here for 10 years? Let's, let's just say, in a perfect world, you're a Giant fan. You got this guy there for 10 years as his quarterback. Is Dayball going to be the head coach for all 10 years? We don't know that. So what you want ultimately is to have a quarterback get to a position in his career to where he is not going to be tied by having a head coach who is going to be able or a system that is going to be able to produce the biggest dividends. That's not what this is about. When you pay a guy that kind of money, it should be damn the circumstances. I don't care what type of weapons I have. I don't care what kind of coaching I have. I don't care how many guys are missing from my O-line. I'm going to go out there, put the game on my shoulders, and I'm going to lead you to victory. That's what you're paying Daniel Jones for now. And look, I do think that there's enough weapons there for him to be successful in the Giants to win. Right? We just got done talking about Darren Waller. I think he's going to be a huge upgrade. You don't have that true number one wide receiver, so be it. You have enough pass catchers there. You got Barkley back in the fold, right? You like the changes you made on the offensive line. The kid at center, Schmitz, I think is going to be a big upgrade for them, right? You paid your left tackle. Giants offense, you should expect an upgrade this year. You should. You made the commitments that you made already here. You should expect an uptick in performance. And I don't think that's being unrealistic. By the way, before we get back to the phones. I'll tell you, I, I, I don't care what team you root for. Your heart had to skip a beat when you saw the Joe Burrow episode a couple of days ago. Because your worst fears could potentially come true that that could be your team and that could be your quarterback in the month of July in training camp and your season could potentially just go up in smoke like that. Think about Joe Burrow and how valuable he is to the Bengals. Like, I understand the quarterback is the most important position, the most valuable position, but there is a very, very exclusive, small, short list of quarterbacks who are even in greater value and importance to their team. And Burrow's on that tiny list. What the Bengals have done the last couple of years, Super Bowl followed up by a conference championship game, is all attributed to that guy. And he's the next guy that's going to get the contract. You know, Justin Herbert's like the highest paid quarterback now or whatever, like with this guy. Burrow's going to be the next one. It's only a matter of time. So if you saw that video the other day and saw him roll out, not even get touched, and to pull up lame, you're thinking it's an Achilles and their season's over. I know everybody in Cincinnati thought that. You had to. So it's good that it's not season ending, but it's still going to cost him several weeks. You got six weeks until opening day if you're the Bengals. Okay, what, what is several weeks? I would just safely assuming, probably not going to be ready for week one. They're probably going to be a little bit more cautious because they don't want this to flare up again during the season. He might miss a game or two. Here's Cincinnati's first five. At Cleveland, home Baltimore. So you got two division games right out of the chute. Not easy. Then home Rams. They're going to be garbage this year. At Tennessee, which could be tricky. And then at Arizona, who might be the worst team in the league. That's the first five. I'm not saying Burrow's going to miss five games, but for argument's sake. They have to bring in another quarterback. They have to. Even if he's only going to miss a couple of games. You can't, 
Bengals, the Bengals cannot win a game without Joe Burrow. At least in those first two weeks. They're not winning, they're not beating Cleveland, they're not beating Baltimore without Joe Burrow. Trevor Simeon and Jake Browning are your two quarterbacks right now? Really? Joe Flacco's available. I know he wants to play still, still thinks he can play. Bengals have seen enough of Joe Flacco over the years. You know what? I would call up Joe. Joe, come over here and win us a couple of games. Joe beat the Browns last year. How about that? Joe Flacco signs with the Bengals. Put him under center week one in Cleveland. Look at what Flacco did week two in Cleveland last year. He authored that miracle comeback for the Jets in the last couple of minutes of the game. How about it? What do you say? What do you think? Come on. But, you know, could be worse. Of course, but it's still not ideal how you want to start the season if you're Cincinnati. And especially, look, in the AFC, that's one of the reasons why, if you want to cool your expectations a little bit on the Jets, because the AFC is a gauntlet compared to the NFC. Think about all the elite quarterbacks you have in this conference. And this guy's as good as anybody, and he could be gone for nobody knows for sure. Justin in Jersey City up next, 98.7 ESPN. What's up, Justin? How are you? Oh, we lost Justin. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We come back, we'll be joined by our good buddy, Don LaGreca. He is the organizer of the Mark Sasso charity softball game. Goes on later today in Hawthorne, New Jersey. We roll till the top. Grasso with you on 98.7 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. I'm gonna knock you out. Mama say knock you out. Dad Ross's show, 98.7 ESPN. It's time now for the leaderboard update. It is presented by Glenn Fittick. The 3M Open, that is happening in the great state of Minnesota. Land of a thousand lakes, the whole nine yards. Lee Hodges, your leader, 15 under par. Tyler Duncan next up at minus 11. Then you got four guys right there at minus 10. That's the leaderboard update brought to you by Glenn Fittick Single Malt Scotch Whiskey, the world's most awarded single malt scotch whiskey. Skillfully crafted, enjoy responsibly. Glenn Fittick Single Malt Scotch Whiskey, ABV 40% alcohol by volume 2023, imported by William Grant & Sons, New York, New York. Now that that is out of the way, we will go out to the guest line right now and bring in uh, our good pal, he is the organizer of the uh, Mark Sasso Charity Softball Game. That will take place later on today at Hawthorne, New Jersey. I will gladly tell you what time that is if I knew it, but that is why we bring in our next guest to answer such questions. He is, of course, Don LaGreca. Hello, sir. How are you? How would you know when to go if you didn't know what time it started? No, I know it's – how about this? I know it's either 5 or 6, so is it 5 or 6? It's 5. There you go. Well, I would have that information and, prior to embarking on the journey. So, yeah, we're not sending things by carrier pigeon anymore. I think we'd have, we'd have dialogue 
you know, already I got I got uh, Danico texting me the address. You've only come like twelve straight years. You haven't figured it out where it is. I thought right. I thought Danica will be texting you something else regarding maybe like a last minute no, cancellation or something. But at least he's in. I guess it's be, it's better than blinking and thinking all of a sudden you'll end up there. So uh, <laughs> as long as as long as we get everybody there, right, right now the biggest focus is the weather. Oh. Um, I guess the good news is I keep looking at it, and you know earlier in the day it looked like the storms were going to be like starting at three, possibly four. I just look now, and it doesn't look like. The storms may start until 6, and even at that point, it's like a 50% chance. So uh, I think we might be good to go for opening pitch at 5, and then we'll kind of play it by ear. But uh, the games usually don't last that long. It's a lot of fun. And I was just up in that area earlier today for an appointment, and, and the weather was fine. So all the games, the, the tournament that goes on, the team that wins that tournament plays us at 5. Those games look like they have not been interrupted. So... It looks like we might be in good shape. Let's just uh, cross our fingers and toes here. It's funny, too, because last year, right, we show up and everything looked okay. We played about an inning, and then the skies opened up, and then we had to bag the rest of the game. Well, what, 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 ha- what happened was last year, and, in, uh, and again, 5 o'clock, Wagra Road today, and it should be a lot of fun. Come by, Greg Buttle, Marty Lyons, Ken Danico, Brian O'Halloran, Peter Rosenberg and Ida Marks, the great day and Grasso, my brother's going to be there. Should be a lot of fun. But like last year, I'm driving up 287. I had watched the weather all day and everything was fine. And all of a sudden, I'm seeing these clouds. And I, we didn't have this when we were kids, Dan. But right on top of the stand on Wag One, they've got this contraption that can sense yes. if there's lightning in the area. <laughs> and that kept flashing. And, you know, because remember, when we were kids, you know, hey, you lost a few kids during the season to lightning strikes. You know, so what? Make more. But now we're kind of grown out of that, and we've realized we want to try to protect our youth. So I went on to the field, and I told the mayor, I said, listen, we pay insurance. We're willing to take the chance. He's like, okay, that's fine. And then the, the skies opened up, and it rained. So we ended up we were able to break some bread and have a party afterward. It was nice, and a lot of money was still generated before the game started so it wasn't a complete loss but uh hopefully uh the weather will hold out here but uh you know, we'll just keep an eye on things and it's going to be hot too so i'm oh. actually in the parking lot at stop and shop right now loading up on gatorades water and ice for everybody so they'll look at that will be fully hydrated and that's coming out of his own pocket too he's not diving into community funds or anything like that that's coming out of don lagreca's pocket gatorade water everybody's going to be well hydrated so um if you're at an unnamed stop and shop maybe you swing by the parking lot you can see don right now he's the one with the gatorade in the water as a matter of fact we are talking to don he's got the mark sasso softball game later on today in hawthorne wag road uh in hawthorne new jersey yeah i mean i aside look the weather we could deal with in terms of the heat i mean look it's summer you come to expect this stuff it's the lightning and i remember last year we were sitting in the dugout waiting to see if we were going to be able to go out and finish this game. And I'm just sitting there, like, watching that thing on top of the snack bar, like you said, the blinking light. And I'm thinking about, like, all the people that came out to watch the game, and they're sitting in those metal bleachers. Like, if lightning is in the area, they would probably be the ones that would be at the most risk and you fear for. <laughs> yeah, they, we don't want anything to happen to anybody. So, But it, but it, it's it's all on the up and up. We'll, we'll try to keep it safe. But uh, funny, we didn't have that stuff when we were kids. Didn't even think about it. No. Matter you went fact, out, you played. You know, there'd be lightning. All right, let's get them off the field. But right, let's play one more inning. It'll be all right. 
Yeah, it's all for it's all for good. Uh, any any sort of a um, kind of a intel on what some of the prizes are that they have to auction off today? That if fans come out, they have a chance to win some pretty cool uh, memorabilia. Oh, they've got any... we, oh, we've got you know uh, Jets and Yankee tickets. There's a there's always a big screen television set. There's a lot of different things, uh, tricky tray stuff that uh that'll definitely be worth trying to bid on so and 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 the other thing too that i try to encourage people who come out you know you can always donate money to um to the sasso foundation too tickets are free you know you don't have to but you know all these guys are available you know marty Lyons and you know bottle and and these guys love signing autographs love interacting so it's just it's it's just a great time to just kind of uh talk to everybody reach out to our uh family of uh listeners and and those guys are more than willing to kind of talk and so it's 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 not you know it's not like standoffish it's not like they're in the distance and they kind of wave to you you're able to hang out and talk and kind of really looking forward to just seeing everybody you know uh we've had a couple of these we you know now we're enough removed from the pandemic where a few people feel comfortable interacting so uh god it's gonna be a lot of fun just hopefully the weather holds out now what do you remember what number this is well, the first one was in 08, and there was one that we just couldn't come up with a date, and then there was one, obviously, last year because of the rain. So where does that put us out? Uh, I guess this is the 13th. Wow. So it's hard to believe that it's been that many of them, and you've been in pretty much all of them, um, which we really appreciate that. And, yeah, so it, it's it, it's Mark Sasso is a guy that I grew up with, and he, um, his stomach was bothering him and he went to the doctor and was diagnosed with stomach cancer and he died three months later and it was pretty devastating to everybody and it was quick. And I remember his, at the time, his, uh, sister-in-law reached out to me and then since then his widow had kind of taken things over. What can we do? Is there anything that we can do in his memory? We want to be able to keep this alive. And if you, and if you know anything about Hawthorne, New Jersey, it's a, tight-knit community of about 20,000 people and um, everybody kind of knows each other everybody kind of grew up together so we always rally around this cause and we built a, a school a playground at the school the, the great school that he went to since then we've been able to put together scholarships for for kids in need in the area and now for just people in general in need uh, so Anna Marie's really made sure that uh, the people within the Hawthorne community take care of each other and um I've, I've always been very proud to be from hawthorne I, I don't live there anymore my mom is still there but i always get a kick out of going back there and seeing some faces of kids that i grew up with went to school with and and to have that kind of a tight kick um knit community and be able to contribute to that all those years later uh is just so much fun dan that's that's where i played little league that that mm-hmm. that field we're going to be on today is where i played little league when i was a kid and that's where my dad coached me when I was a kid, my dad worked at that snack stand uh, that uh, definitely has a better menu than it did when we were kids. We're lucky we got a hot dog back then, but uh, it's uh, it brings back a lot of memories. I'm just so happy to be able to contribute and help people out from that area. Yeah, the snack stand when I was in Little League was basically you had gumballs, hot dogs, and C&C cola in a white styrofoam cup. That was the extent of it, pretty much, uh, if you were right. And yeah, and, and, you, and you, what you do is what we did back in the days, we, like, we dug a hole and put the styrofoam in like a hole and figured, oh, you know, the, the planet will be able to sustain. And we didn't know. <laughs> we didn't know any better. We didn't right, worry about kids. styrofoam, such things like that. 
No, I mean that's it's it's a different world we live in, of course. But no, everything you said, spot on. All kidding aside, you know what you've done for the game and the community and everything. It's it's really for a great cause. And hopefully, knock on wood, we get a chance to go out there today, and the raindrops will hold off, and we can play the game and uh, raise some money and uh, do some good work for everybody involved. So I know you got a lot uh, in store here over the next few hours. Go take care of that. But I appreciate you hopping on here to uh, give one last pop to the game, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing you later. All right, man, we'll see you later. 5 o'clock, Wag Field, 289 Wagera Road, Hawthorne, New Jersey. See you there. All righty. That is uh, Don LaGreca, of course. You hear him every day on TMKS. And today we got the Sasso softball game in Hawthorne coming up at 5 o'clock. Don't be late. And, and here's another friendly tip, too, from somebody who has uh, done this there many times. If you are coming by way of vehicle, park as far away from the field as possible. Because a lot of these balls clear the fence, they land up in the parking lot, and some windows have been sacrificed along the way. I'm just saying, you know, there's multiple parking lots there. You don't want to park in the lot directly behind the snack bar, which is behind that primary field that we use, because that's when the cars could be jeopardized. There's other parking lots. Park a little bit further down the road, you, you know, for the good of your vehicle. Uh, we'll come back. We'll close it out on the phones with you, and then we'll hand things off to Anita coming up at the top. Dan Grasso Show, 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Grasso Show for a few more minutes right here uh, till noon. Then Anita's going to take you rest of the afternoon. Monday, we are back to our home at 7 p.m. right after TMKS. So all week, we are back at 7. Remember once upon a time when we started to, you know, with the vacations and everybody moving things around, I said we were going to be on apart from 7 o'clock at least until August. Well, guess what? We're back at 7 o'clock here for the upcoming week, and then things will get hairy again for the remainder of the month. But at least for this week, we'll be on at 7 p.m., so we will see everybody on Monday at that point in time Mets and Yanks today that is really the only local action that you concern yourself with Mets are going to host the Nats coming up at seven o'clock you got Carlos Carrasco against Patrick Corbin Yanks will try to bounce back in Baltimore tonight Clark Schmidt against Tyler Wells that is also a 7 p.m. first pitch let's close it out on the phones and let us say hi to David in the car he is up next on 98.7 Dave how are you hey I'm fine uh Thanks for having me on the show for a hot second. Look, I just want to play devil's advocate here with the yep. Giants. It looks like they basically put all the chips in the middle of the table on Daniel Jones. He has more weapons this year than last year, which means he's going to throw more. Um, Waller's had a just as bad, if not more, injury-riddled career than Barkley. So I'm just trying to see where's the upside looking at the schedule. Um, do you really see the Giants winning more than – I'm going to just – I think I'm being generous here. Eight games. Eight games. Schedule, schedule is a lot more is, difficult. It's a huge challenge. Yeah, Dave, Dave, here's the thing, and I thank you for the phone call. Um, Giants' schedule is certainly more daunting on paper than it was last year. And that was one of the things at this time a year ago when we looked at the Giants, new coaching staff, new regime, we said, all right, give me some optimism. Give me a glimmer of hope that the Giants can maybe do something. Well, we said, look at the schedule, first half of the season on paper. There are winnable games there. Well, they won those games. And they also won some games that maybe you didn't think they were going to win, and they ran it all the way to a good season winning a playoff game. This year, on paper, a lot more challenging as opposed to 12 months ago. But 
The reason I don't like to get too crazy with the schedule, though, is because we don't know what teams are going to be good, what teams are not going to be good. The NFL surprises us each and every year, and that's the beauty of it. That's why we keep coming back, right? Like a team that right now we think, or a game that we might think is a layup. Like, for example, week two at Arizona. Routinely, Arizona is probably going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL this year. But what happens if the Cardinals surprise? And then that game turns out to be more difficult than what we thought. Now, it's just, it's cr- and a team that we might think is really, really good, what if they suffer like some crippling injury to where they're missing a key player and that affects how they're going to go out there and perform? Congratulations to Susan from Seaford who won the Eagles ticket. So she'll be going to UBS Arena on September the 20th. Let us say hi to Boots and Queens up next here on 98.7. Boots, how are you? What's up, Dan? How you doing? Boots, what's going on, bud? You doing well? Yeah, I'm good. So you just kind of just made my point. And that's what I wanted to say. Like everybody's psyched in the, the AFC, which is going to be a good conference. But just like you said, somebody that we think is going to be good may not be good. And I think a lot more teams in the NFC might be just as good. So, you know, just let's just calm down the AFC. But to, to what you were saying earlier about Joe Shane, because I'm a Giants fan, mm-hmm. it seemed like he's playing the game right. So you signed your left tackle, you signed your interior line. After that, we just got to get our best corner on paper. We got we got the quarterback for now. So, you know, you was making some great points, and let's just calm down on the AFC for a little bit because I think well, the NFC is going to have some good teams. It's not that we're, you know, sitting in, and, and Boots, who cares, right? And thanks for the phone call. I mean, really. I mean, you're a Giant fan. Who cares, you know, what people are saying about the AFC, the NFC, right? The only reason people, the AFC on paper – is certainly a conference that you're going to be looking at with a little bit more high regard is because you got more established players at the most important position. You know, give me a list of, for example, if we're making a list of the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL, probably like eight of them come from the AFC. And it's a quarterback-driven league. That's why the AFC is getting their flowers more than the NFC at this point. But it doesn't mean that it's not going to be hard. I mean, the NFC East alone. You got three teams right there, and the Eagles, the Cowboys, and the Giants who all made the playoffs last year. And it's going to be a dogfight. Washington figures to be a little bit better this year, even though I don't love their quarterback situation, right? There's going to be opportunity, but the Giants could find – because remember, Giants are ahead of schedule last year. Nobody expected them to make the playoffs and win a playoff game in year number one. They would have hoped that maybe that was going to be year number two. Is it realistic that the Giants could potentially still be a good team but take a step back in the standings just because the schedule is harder? Yeah, 100%. We've seen it many times. All right, that'll do it for us today. Don't forget, 5 o'clock, the softball game in Hawthorne. Thanks to Don for hopping on. Thanks to Joe. Thanks to Harvey. I'll talk to you again Monday night at 7 right after TMKS. Grass is saying so long on 98.7 ESPN. Even though you could get the weather for free anytime you want simply by going to your local window.